the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. As the popular TV series stated, space is the final frontier. However, since NASA won't be building the Starship Enterprise anytime soon, the various space agencies launched the James Webb Space Telescope on Christmas Day of 2021 instead. Why, you ask? Here is the answer to that question which NASA published on their website. Webb will be a powerful time machine with infrared vision that will peer back over 13.5 billion years to see the first stars and galaxies forming out of the darkness of the early universe. Now, with over a year of observations to examine, has the time machine given credence to the Big Bang cosmology as it is currently understood? Stand by as we discuss the evidence on today's edition of Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Daniel Harris, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer Ed Salzwedell, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. We actually are reacting today to a request, and we'd love it if other people gave us requests. They said, you know, that web telescope is out there now. What's it doing? Why did they launch that thing? You got a little bit in the lead-in, but that's one of the reasons why we invited our resident astronomer, Dr. Daniel Harris, here today to answer some questions about what the JWST is and what it's doing. Dr. Harris, as I understand it, it is a infrared space telescope that is trailing about a million miles behind Earth in what's called a Lagrange 2 or L2 position. What is it supposed to do? Well, and one of its primary purposes that they spent the money for was to look back at great distances to galaxies that are supposed to be forming right after the Big Bang. And this was one of the critical things that it was designed for because the Hubble telescope was only able to go back so far and they wanted to go back significantly farther. However, at this point, the astronomers who have been working with this telescope have not been very forthcoming about the results because they don't seem to be aligning with the Big Bang model at all. (laughs) The early findings, you can find the early findings both in terms of pictures and in terms of stuff online, but in terms of publishing, as you said, it's rather scant. What we seem to be seeing, because what they expected to find, was very red-shifted galaxies that were immature as they peered back towards the start of the Big Bang. 
But instead, what they seem to be finding are mature early galaxies, some with carbon in the very earliest galaxies with no population three stars. Why would this be a problem or contrary to what they were looking for? Well, first we need to define population three stars. Population three stars are what they believe should exist in the very beginning of the universe before the stars had a chance to make carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and, and the other what astronomers call heavy elements. These heavier elements are not supposed to be generated in the Big Bang itself, but have to be made by stars later. Now, the problem with this is that we look back and we see carbon in the earliest stars that we can observe, and that is contrary to the Big Bang, and it gives a headache to many astronomers. Now... We're going to talk about redshift some more. I'm going to qualify this with, you're not a particular believer in the idea that redshift actually means Doppler effect and that it equates to to distance and time, that it may be in something else. Is that true? Well, I have for a long time, since uh, 1972, held that the speed of light is variable and that the variation of the speed of light is one of the prime factors in causing the galaxies to look like they are moving away from us. The idea is that if the speed of light is variable over time, then if you look back in out into space, you will find that the speed of light was different then, and that that different speed of light meant that things look different than they would if the speed of light was not what was constant. So if the speed of light is not constant, then you have to add parameters, variables, things that are hard to quantify into your model of what things look like as you're going back. The simplistic idea that the universe is expanding and that we can use the expansion as an indicator of how far away something is, I believe is seriously flawed. There's plenty of evidence contrary to that, and I've been aware of it, as I say, since 1972. Okay, but contemporary astronomy are deep believers in Deep time. In deep time and into redshift being Doppler effect. That's right. Now, one of the problems that they've had is they do have what they believe is a confirmed Z. Now, when we talk Z, we're talking about the stretched wavelength of redshift of 11.6, which would date that galaxy they're looking at at about 420 million years after the Big Bang started. They have 88 other candidates with Zs greater than 11, one of which is at 20, which would compute to 190 or 200 million years after the Big Bang. This could be a problem for them because their prediction of the Big Bang model was such that there would be a 400 million year period after the Big Bang in which there was coalescence, in which there were no galaxies. Well, if there's no stars and no galaxies, there's no source of light. And that's why they call it the Dark Ages. And this is an alleged, it's part of the Big Bang model. It's it's an alleged fact that they believe that, that there should not be any stars until about 400 million years after the Big Bang. Now, the problem is that looking back into this period of time, as it's obvious that we are looking back in some respect into time, we don't know exactly how, because if the speed of light is variable, then their models definitely are not right. But we definitely are looking backwards in time. So what is the model that needs to apply? Well, we don't know it at the moment. So we don't know exactly how old those galaxies are. In fact, when they're looking at these galaxies, they're not looking 
directly at galaxies that they can observe that are directly unprocessed. They're looking at galaxies that have had their light bent by nearby massive galaxies in what's called gravitational lensing. Gravitational lensing takes an image of a very, very distant galaxy and then increases its brightness and and distorts it quite a bit, giving us a distorted image of that galaxy that we can then observe. If we try to observe that galaxy without the gravitational lensing, it would be impossible for us to observe it. So what we're doing with this telescope is we're looking at the gravitational lensing of extremely distant objects according to this model, their model, and that model then, because of the fact that the lensing is there, what it does disrupts what this galaxy looks like. So we can't really tell from the shape of the galaxy or the distribution of light in the galaxy exactly what's going on because that is goodly much affected by the nearby galaxies that are producing the lensing effect. And so we do not know what the galaxy truly looks like. And so we can't use whether it's a spiral or an elliptic or whatever. We can't use that kind of information in order to tell us whether it's a mature galaxy or not. All we can use is the spectrum, whether chemicals of this kind or that kind appear in the spectrum. Hmm. And so that's the only method that we have of telling us whether this is a mature galaxy or not. They had a galaxy at a redshift of seven, which they say has no carbon in it. Well, we have now, according to the Webb telescope, we have a galaxy at 11.6 redshift, which is 400 million years after the Big Bang in their model that does have carbon in it. And so the gap between the creation of the universe, according to their view, and the the formation of stars just isn't there. All right. Kind of starting this discussion over a little bit. When before telescopes, 3,000 years ago, when we all we had with the naked eye, you could see about 6,000 stars if you put together both the southern and northern hemisphere. Yes, sir. Galileo, when he had his first telescope, could observe about 30,000 stars. Every time we invent or get a better instrument, we see more stars. By the time Hubble was around, we estimated the amount of stars to be about 10 to the 25th power stars. What are we seeing now with JWST? Are we seeing even more stars, more galaxies, more stuff out there? Well, that's the thing that we really don't know because the Big Bang model is making predictions that are not confirmed by the observations and therefore if your model is wrong, you can't tell how many stars there are. Understood. But there's a scripture, Jeremiah 33:22. I will make the descendants of David my servant, and the Levites who minister before me as countless as the stars in the sky and as measureless as the sand in the seashore. If it is true that every time we get a better instrument, we see more stars, more stuff, is there some credence to that not just being poetic? but being truthful that we may never figure out how many stars there are because we just keep finding more. Well, I don't believe it is is God's purpose for man to be a figure-outer of all of these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. What good does that do? Get connected more with God just because you know how many stars there are. And so conveying that information to the population of the earth would not help them to reach an intimacy with God. We're going to have to conclude, but I will give two things to you before we do so. Folks, if you would like to read more about this, we had an article on this in our September 2022 communique, which is available online at our website at sabsa.org. It's called Crisis in Cosmology. There was an astronomer at the University of Arkansas, Allison Patrick, who spoke about this new evidence with the JWST with great panic. According to Patrick, right now I find myself lying awake at three in the morning and wondering if everything I've done is wrong. Well, 
That panic might be well justified. It seems that the astronomers with the Webb telescope have come to conclusions that they don't want to publish because they're contrary to everything that that they're supposed to be believing. And so they're being very cautious. They're going back and checking their data. They're checking their data and checking their data and they don't want to immediately publish. And so they are procrastinating. And that's what we know at this point on JWST. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible? which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones-Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.